You know what the top trending topic on Twitter is right now, guys? Ross, guess. Don't look. Guess. Guess, guess, guess. Dementia Joe. Dementia Joe. <laughs> oh, that's how I was going to bet. Uh, Dig Bickham's. It is Friday. Glad to have you, sir. Did you watch the address uh, last night? Uh, I did not watch it last night. No, I watched it this morning. I, 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 oh. yeah, I watched it on uh, C-SPAN's website. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Not. I thought he was all about the unity, and I'm not sure starting off by blaming, you know, Trump for a pandemic that was actually from China. I'm not sure that's the best way to start. Also, he didn't even give Trump any credit for Operation Warp Speed, which, again, if you want everybody to get unified, that would be a really good way to do it, I would think. But uh, I also think it's a terrible message to say, hey, everybody, get the vaccine. Uh, Oh, and by the way, once everybody does have access to it by May 1st, he said, uh, maybe... I will let you hang out with your family on Independence Day, which, like, I'm not sure you right. understand what Independence Day is about, buddy. But, uh, yeah, no. And also, it's kind of sad. I'm realizing there are a lot of people that apparently have not hugged their family members in a year. And, like, I'm just kind of, like, looking around <laughs> thinking, oh, I, I didn't stop doing that. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, yeah. dude, that thing is, it was, it was a little doomy gloomy. I'm not going to lie. I haven't been back in the U.S. for a month. You're still, you're, all, you're still down there? You're still down there. Yeah, I'm flying back. I'm coming back tomorrow. So, uh, you know, hold on. But um, <laughs> but now I'm concerned that when I land, it'll that I'm literally just talking to, like, uh, deep fake AIs of you and Ross. <laughs> right? And it's, it's just the robots trying to get me to come back because everyone's dead. They're all gone. Oh, no. We so, are fine. This is reality. You no, know, I and I know... Um, uh, well, you know, re- I question reality. Here's let me tell you one of the reasons why I question reality, because I would have sworn that just I don't know a week ago, uh, the governor and a, a handful of vote flipping uh, Democrats were uh, making sure that there would, could be no override of the schools veto, mm-hmm. schools bill veto, mm-hmm. and then lo and behold, I'm watching a press conference where the governor and lawmakers apparently have agreed to do what was in the bill. So. Right. Re- uh, help re- me out here, Pete. Help me out. So I, the way I framed this uh, on the uh, on the show yesterday, thepetecallendershow dot com, by the way, um, is the uh, is the governor jumped in front of the parade. Uh, everybody knew where this was going, right? Uh, and I think, by the way, if you listen to the, these, do, this uh, the governor's uh, decision does connect with President Biden's speech. In that, one of the things Biden said, you'll recall, was. That he wanted to have all of the kids, I think he said K through eight, uh, back in the classroom by a certain date, right? He wanted to have like 80% of them or something like that back in, uh, mm-hmm. back in school. Well, how do you get there? It's going to be a lot easier if schools start opening like now, right? Versus July, because that's the summer. So they're not going to be open by July. So, uh, if that's the goal, then you want to reopen these schools. There isn't any, there are no material differences in Senate Bill. Th- uh, 37, the original school reopen bill, when it comes to the health and safety protocols. There, there just aren't. It, they, the original bill said follow the Safer NC Schools Toolkit, you know, put together by right. the Department of Health and Human Services, DPI. Like, this was their recommendation, that, and the, the bill included those recommendations as the safety and health protocols. And guess what? Senate Bill 220, which is the new bill, which is, you know, 
It was already filed. They call it you know, bill. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's the same thing. There are no material changes. The only thing that Governor Cooper protected was his own power. He also, remember, made a big deal about local control. The school district should be in control. Well, what did he just do? He called up Phil Berger, Senate President Pro Tem, and said, hey, why don't we force all the schools to reopen K through five? Well, why would you do that if you're all about local control, first of all? Second of all, the original bill and this bill give the exact same amount of local control to the school districts. So, like, they can move schedules around if there's an outbreak or something. They have the ability to adapt. The legislature and this both bills is just saying you can't shut the schools down because the teachers union doesn't want to go back to in-person instruction while they build their mailing list. Because did you see that the auditor put out the report about the uh, the membership of the NCAE? You know, they audit they do these audits of like membership based on tax deductions out of paychecks and stuff. And it was somewhere around six or seven thousand. That's it. Out of like 100,000 yeah. teachers. <laughs> this is, and this is who's holding us hostage in this state. It's it, it's it's disgraceful. And, um, you know, nobody is asking. I shouldn't say nobody. A.P. Dillon, our friend A.P. Dillon from the North State Journal, she was at the press conference. And it was open. It was outside on the sidewalk, you know, because he had to go hang out oh, with no. the Republican. Oh, yes. Everyone's dead. Right. Is she dead? <laughs> no. no. No, she's not, right? No, because it, it was outside. Yesterday, so. Yeah, no, it was outside, Ooh. and they were wearing Thank masks, you. right? So six feet apart and all that. But she actually got a question. It's been a year since the North State Ooh. Journal has been able to ask a question of the governor, and she asked what was the most important question was, why did you need legislation to do this in the first place? And it's a great question. And you know what his answer was? He said, we needed to do it in a collaborative way. Like, what the hell does that mean? It's ridiculous. You know what? That was essentially the WRAL um, uh, opinion piece on this. Yes. We need more collaboration, but Uh the Republicans made it so we couldn't collaborate. Thank goodness the governor was a big enough man to go ahead and organize these children so they could collaborate. Right. I was just... Again, this is why I assume you're all dead and you're all AI, and that's who I'm talking to. I don't know. <laughs> well, so. like I said, he. this is what happened, right? The When he vetoed, this has all been about, we talked about this last week, this is a slow roll, right? That's This is just a run-out-the-clock, four-corners strategy, right? Right. Is to just try to get enough time to pass where the numbers on cases come down, teachers get their vaccines, so... Essentially, the teachers who are, you know, so terrified because they've been listening to the governor and listening to their union leadership and listening to the media for the last year, they are terrified of other human beings. Uh, So they have to get them all vaccinated to get them into the uh, schools. So if we just give them enough time, then there will be enough of them. The most petrified ones of them will get vaccinated because uh, there are a lot of teachers that are that want to go back to work and have been back at work. Right. They're not playing these games like this. No, this is there is a political benefit. And the teachers union, remember, there was a leaked document that came from them uh, back over the summer where they were talking about, let's use the anxiety in order to get people to sign up on our mailing lists. So then we can use the mailing lists for our electioneering. Right. We can use it for yeah. our political purposes. It's this is the purpose is to uh, is to Im- improve their marketing, essentially their mailing lists so they can then apply pressure on the governor. And they targeted him. They said this in the memo. They said he is the influencer that we need to focus on because when he vetoes, then and the Democrats can just fall in line behind him and he can 
Uh, he can, you know, block anything that the Republican legislature tries to do, like forcing us back to schools, you know, before it's safe, regardless of the fact that all the research shows that opening schools is safe. Right. There isn't new there, like he keeps citing this ABC collective or a collaborative, the science collaborative as like this new research. Well, it's only new research in a long line of other research. Right. We, we understood schools were not major transmission sites. So people could send their kids back to school, schools all over the country, private schools, religious schools. They were open. Um, we had schools all over the world that were open. So this wasn't new information. Yeah. It was just new to him. He just decided to believe it now for some yeah. reason, and I think it's the polling. Yeah, well, it, there was a there was a piece in USA Today yesterday, and um, so this was these are the researchers that yeah. essentially did the research that was utilized for the CDC's uh, 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 school reopening guidance, and according to them, they say that their research. Uh, was is being misinterpreted. So basically, their research said that the schools could have opened earlier, uh, that six and three feet are meaningless when masks are involved, all of this stuff. And they said that the CDC actually was, they misinterpreted. That's a polite word that they're using there. But basically, the CDC looked at their research and said, no, no, we need something much more restrictive, uh, science be damned. And so they wrote a big piece for USA Today yesterday saying, look, here are the facts. And then you look at that versus what the CDC put in their school's guidance, and you realize that the federal government and the CDC made a more restrictive version that was not based on science, but rather, well, I'll let you figure out what it might be based upon. Well, it is a science. It's political science. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. And and this is after uh, we found out that the Biden White House uh, told the CDC to hold up on issuing those very guidelines, right? They told them, whoa, 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 I know you guys are ready to release this stuff, but hold on a minute. And they they, uh, they put the brakes on it. Why would they do that? They wanted a COVID relief bill to pass. That, by the way, has a lot of junk in it that's not related to COVID relief, right? That's the, so like, th- this is, it, it's... It's all part of a campaign to, you know, fundamentally transform the American government into one that progressives uh, want to see enacted. And wow. now, and now, wow, Q, wow, Q, this is not Q, Q, aren't you? They say it. They're telling us this. This is these are their quotes. They're like, this is now going to have a lasting impact with the child tax credits and the earned income tax credits and this and the uh, Obamacare uh, subsidies. Uh, New York State just had its uh, its de- uh, deficit wiped out, its debt wiped out. Uh, the blue state bailout right there. They're attempting to uh, to infuse so much money into the system that it becomes uh, not only unattractive, but impossible to uh, to move off of that and to pull the money back out and thereby fundamentally transform the American government into more. It's I mean, Politico called it the largest expansion of the welfare state since LBJ. Yeah. Like this is not QAnon. Yeah. This is Politico. This is, uh, by the way, this is Pete Callender joining us from Asheville wearing moose antlers on his head with face paint. So <laughs> just so you just want the visual uh, real quickly. Um, I need your I will. It's you know, it's it's tournament season. So let's do a pick of which of these two things will the governor veto faster? The uh, Senate bill requiring sheriffs to cooperate with ICE, yes. which is a softer version of a previous bill or. Will it be a bill that attempts to rein in the amount of power that a governor can have and the decision-making process for future emergencies? It wouldn't even cover this. It would be future emergencies. Which of those two bills will be vetoed faster by Governor Cooper? Both of them at the the same speed. 
They both like yeah. at, both out at the same time. I would say I would say probably the uh, yeah, I'd probably say the the, the uh, emergency management act reigning in because yeah. I think he can tap dance a little while on the immigration thing and get people angry and use it to fundraise. And and I'm sorry if they weren't thinking of this already in the comm shop and I just gave them an idea. I apologize, but um, I'll be watching the emails to see them come out. But I expect that's what they would probably do. And then but, you know, the the governor's powers in an emergency, I don't think you can really get a lot of uh, get a lot of fundraising out of that one. So they probably just yeah, probably just veto that one pretty quickly. What do you think? Of, what do you think of the proposal here? Because I, I, I think it's a I think it's a pretty balanced proposal. It basically forces elected leadership, which is not just the governor, but is the totality of the council of state mm-hmm. to actually go. All right. Is what we're doing still a good idea? Let's sit down and figure this out. That seems reasonable to me. And it, oh, it, it seems what I think most people thought were, was initially the law that Cooper's people just said, oh, no, that's not the law. I am the law. You know, like Judge Dredd, man. Well, I think Cooper's people may have actually thought that was the law, too. Remember, they did originally seek concurrence with the Council of State. I mean, as they were walking down the street to go do their press conference announcing the power that they were doing. right? (laughs) They did seek concurrence. They didn't get it. Right. They didn't they they didn't get it because the Council of State, there are 10 members and uh, six of them are Republicans. So when you didn't get the concurrence. Then they went around, uh, went ahead and made their announcement anyway about the power uh, that they were assuming and never gave it back. And then when they got sued by the lieutenant governor, Dan Forrest, over it, uh, they said, well, you know, uh, we sought the concurrence, but we didn't think we needed it. We, that's why we sought it. It was just, you know, nice to have in case we needed it. So I think it's I think it is completely and entirely legitimate and appropriate for the Council of State to weigh in on these things. Uh, specifically for the fact that uh, we do not live in an authoritarian monarchy. That's not our system of government. We are not entrusting one person to tell us whether or not we can open businesses for a year. That's not what our system is supposed to be about. Now, you can agree with the lockdowns, which, by the way, nobody is asking the governor. He keeps saying, I saved more lives. I saved all these lives with the lockdowns. Lockdowns, research shows, cost more lives than they then they saved. So yeah. nobody's asking him about that. I would love to hear somebody just for once challenge one of his premises in these uh, in these press briefings. But he's not he's not a king. OK, and that position is not supposed to be that powerful. You're supposed to have uh, other people that are uh, in this decision making process at the very least. And uh, he's he's rejected that. And I think, yes, it's entirely appropriate to rein that power in, not just for him, but for any future governor as well. And 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 I just want to be very clear because I saw some pushback where they're like they're trying to hamstring the governor's ability. A hurricane. The example I saw was a hurricane could be coming, and then the governor can't do anything. Oh my he god! Can't get enough people on the phone. All right, let me just be very clear for those of you who don't know. The governor can go ahead and issue the shutdown order, mm-hmm. but would have seven days to then have to go and get council of state. Mm-hmm. Plus, unless it affects two thirds of North Carolina, it wouldn't even be subject to this. So this uh, hurricane hitting the coast and, you know, 10 counties under the, the governor wouldn't have to seek squat. Right. He just he do or she do whatever they normally do. Right. So it is a false argument. And when you see people make it, call them out on that crap because they obviously don't understand what this bill says. But you're right. Uh, they will both be vetoed as quickly as they hit the desk <laughs> after some fundraising on the one. So, yeah. So. And they started yesterday by calling the, the senators were calling other senators essentially racist. No. Fundraising audios already been gathered. Well, I know. 
Yeah, I, I, well, I would also point out, like, we really should keep all of the journalists and Democrats, but I repeat myself, in our thoughts and prayers in these times, because as the vaccines become more widespread, it means, you know, case counts and all that are going to be dropping. People aren't going to be wearing masks. People are going to be gathering. And then what are these folks going to be doing if they cannot be, you know, hall monitoring, uh, mask shaming, grandstanding? Like, what else are they going to do with their time? I guess maybe, you know, call everybody racist. I guess they could redouble their efforts. Yeah. 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 Well, that's that's good. So because uh, I, I, I think they'll fall right back into line. PeteCalendarShow.com. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Check out the podcast. I got a roll, sir. But uh, thank you much. Okay. Safe travels. Good weekend. You too. Thanks. All right.